Hey everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. y'all right now to give my friend Carolyn a warm restore welcome. Um, I wanted to just before before I pray over you Carolyn we had a word come in from someone on our prayer team that I just want to share with all of you here all of you in this space um, or online as you um, enter as we enter into this space where Carolyn brings what God has laid on her heart this morning I just want to pray this over you and encourage you to step into this word. I feel like the Lord just gave me a word for the church as a whole, and that's to bring your appetite today. Because he's going to fulfill some hunger that people have been longing to be filled. So if that's you this morning... If you've come with an emptiness or a longing, I just encourage you as we pray right now to um, posture yourself open. Like open up to what the Spirit wants to do in these next moments. As Carolyn brings a word, and then as we step into worship and ministry time, like let him fill you this morning. Let's pray. God, I just, I thank you that you're already here. That you've already been doing a work in this place. That you've already been filling us. But God, where there are any barriers or distractions, closed hearts, God, we just want you to Step into those places. Your word is truth. Your word is life. And God, we come to you this morning with just open hearts. And I just pray as Carolyn speaks, God, that you would eliminate any distractions that might be going on in her mind that you would just guide her words, guide her thoughts as she delivers this word as, as your girl. We give you these times, we give you these very next moments and ask that your name would be honored, but you would receive this as an, as a, an act of honor and glorifying you in your name. Amen. Well, Thank you so much, Brenda. Thank you. I love that word um, that was sent in because I think that a lot of us have appetites going on today. It's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> right? So we're thinking about saving some room tonight for the food. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, but there's a food that I have for you that satisfies like nothing else. And if we are here to receive it, then he's, he's here to, 
to satisfy that need as only he can. And I actually was um, awake a little bit during the night with um, just a heaviness on my heart. And I felt like the Lord was just speaking a word for me for some, um, I felt like it was some young men in the room specifically that the Lord was speaking this morning into shame. And what I felt like was what I've done is disconnecting me from the love of God. Like, how could you love me, God, for just, just, a, just you're in a relationship with God, but you've really been dealing with the spirit of shame and the enemy wanting to come at you and saying, you're not worthy of God's love. You're not worthy of God's affection or attention because of the things that you've done. And so I'm not gonna ask you to stand right now, but I am going to pray right now for that spirit of shame to be broken because I just felt this morning like it's actually gonna hinder you from receiving the love of God, which he's come to bring to us today. He's come to, to reveal his love for us in a really special and meaningful way. So I'm just gonna ask us to close our eyes for a moment. And if that's you and you have been dealing with the spirit of shame coming to mock you and intimidate you, that it keeps you from the love of God. I pray right now that that spirit of shame would go in Jesus' name. You are a mocking, intimidating spirit, and you are not the spirit of truth. Father, you say in your word that nothing can separate us from your love, that you love us because you love us because you love us. And so I pray right now that there would be a willingness to say, God, I believe your truth over the lies of the enemy and that you would actually just feel the presence of God coming around you right now like a hug, that you would feel his nearness, and that when he says in his word that when he, just ask him right now for his forgiveness, he says when we confess our sin, and we're, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin, and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness, and that he forgets our sin as far as the east is from the west. He does not hold it against us because of his son Jesus. And so God, I pray for shame to be gone in Jesus' name. Any marriages in the room this morning who had tensions on the way to church or before you left home and you're just feeling shame even in your words towards one another, confess it right now. Reach over, grab the hand of your spouse and just say, hey, you know what? I forgive you. And, um, and, and you know, let, let that happen this morning right now. In Jesus' name, we ask for peace in this room. Amen. Amen. It's an honor to be here with you this morning, to be honored to be with you all in this room and to those of you who are, who are tuning in online uh, this morning. It's just, I, this is family. You all are family to me and um, I feel that so deeply in my heart. So Jordan and Krista just leading us in a wonderful time of worship and exaltation to God this morning. And um, I just appreciate, appreciate this house. And as I was praying into um, just a word for this morning, I couldn't help but think about the fact that it, it's the love month. It's, it's Valentine's this weekend. You know, all of you guys who have forgotten, today would be a good day to go to CVS or you're gonna get the junk cards. It's <laughs> you're gonna like cross things out and go, I know this is really cheesy, but it's the only card that was left. You still have time today. CVS, Walmart, Walgreens, or order your flowers, whatever it is. But isn't it interesting that, so Valentine's is actually a holiday that's founded in faith, as is, of course, Christmas. Isn't it so cool that the, the, the first holiday that starts to fill, like the, the colors start to fill the lines of the shelves at all of our stores, the first holiday after Christmas, after Jesus comes into the world, is a celebration of love. Like, what did Jesus come to bring us? What did he come to reveal? The love of God. 
So I thought it might be kind of fun for me to share a few Valentine's Day mom jokes. Are you ready? Guys, even if they're not funny, just laugh, okay? Just laugh, all right? So here's a few words to bless you with. For those of you who are single and need a great response to those of you who are asking you if you have a date for Valentine's Day, you can say, yes, February 14th. What is it called when your aunt goes away to get married on Valentine's Day? Antelope. Come on, guys. Here's a freebie for the boys in the room who need a way to share your affection with your girl this month. Do you like Star Wars? Because Yoda only one for me, girl. I love it. Cheesy, 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 but that's all right. So I don't know how it is for you, but when I think about love, I think when we think about love, it comes with like a mixed set of emotions. I, I hope that most of us in the room have experienced uh, the love of, of the father, have experienced the love of maybe a spouse or uh, parents who love you, siblings who care about you most of the time. Um, you know, just like, like connections with people where you have felt truly loved. But what I know because I've been a pastor for many years is that it is even more likely that many of you, if not all of you, have been hurt in love. That you've experienced disappointment, that you've experienced rejection, that you've been misunderstood in love, that you've been disconnected from people that you love, sometimes often even without it being our choice. You know, there's, there's lots of love stories in this room, and the one who knows your love story better than anybody else is God. Why? Well, because he's been with you from the beginning. He's been there all along, and he knows your story so intimately. And what I love about God is that God was the first one to risk in love. He was the first one to put himself out there and to create humanity not just the animals and creation, but create humanity, man and woman, because he wanted what with them? He wanted relationship with them. I want us to read John 3.16, and I want us to read it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. For God so loved humanity that he created a place for us to dwell together. God formed us in love, with love, and for love. God designed a relationship with his sons and daughters that would meet the deepest needs that you and I have. Do you know what our deepest needs are? Like if I asked you to share what the deepest needs of your, of your life and your heart would be, you might not be able to say it, but research shows pretty clearly that these are the three needs that we are seeking to have met in our life. The first one is to um, know we belong to have a place of belonging, to feel connected in community somehow or family, to know who we are, to have a sense of significance and to know why we are here, to know our purpose. 
And because all of God, all of the creation is created in the image of God, because we're all created in the image of God, he knows exactly what our hearts crave because he craves it too. He craves connection. He is the author of significance. He wants to give significance. He wants to give purpose. So when he created Adam and Eve and brought them into the garden, he gave them an oasis of all of these things. He said, I want you to do life with me. I want you to dwell with me here. And I want you to know you have significance because you're made in my image, male and female. And you have a purpose. I want you to co-create with me. I want you to partner with me to rule and reign on the earth. Now, I love the word with. I want you just to say the word with. With. I love this word. And my friend Ashton is an is a, um, English teacher. And she says the word with is interesting because it makes no sense if it's not partnered with a noun. All the English teachers in the room go, uh-huh. So it's not a standalone kind of word. It's very definition defines its function. Its definition is to be accompanied by, to be in connection with or conjunction with. Our God is a with kind of God. He's a wither. I love that. We'll make up words all day, right? I call my dog Kylo. He's a wither. You know, wherever I am, that's where he wants to be. We love the word with. Think about when you go to Starbucks. How many withs does your order include? You know, with oat milk, with almond milk, with a pump of this. You go, or pump of that, some sugar-free vanilla or whatever you put, caramel, whatever you put in your Starbucks order. How about when you go to the restaurant and you order French fries? With ketchup, with ranch, right? We like the with ingredients. Our God is a with kind of God. He wants connection with his people. So he like reaches towards connection with us. So I want us to think about this. Adam and Eve are in the garden. They're walking, talking, hanging out with God himself, right? In his withness all the time. And in this perfect oasis, and here comes the enemy. Now, I know we know the story well, but I want you to go there with me for just a moment. Here comes the enemy. Isn't it interesting that even in this perfect oasis of God's presence, where he dwells, the enemy had access. Now, why did the enemy have access into this perfect oasis? Because God creates a free environment. He creates, it's free will. He creates a free environment. So the enemy comes in to have a conversation with Eve. Why? Because the enemy hated the connection that God had with Adam and Eve. He hated the withness that they had because he had that once and he knew how it felt. So when he came in to talk to Eve, what is he going after? He wants to disconnect her from God. So he doesn't have any authority. All he has is the gift of influence. So he comes in and he comes at her mind with a question. <clears throat> she allowed her mind and her thoughts to be influenced by the voice of the enemy. And she agreed with the voice of the enemy, leading her into sin and leading Adam into sin, which disconnected them from God. Am I right? 
Got the story right so far? Disconnected from God. So Adam and Eve go from with to without in a moment's time. What happened when in this moment they were separated from God? Now they were still, Adam and Eve were still in the garden. They hadn't even left the garden, but they were instantly with and without. How do we know? Because suddenly they felt things they had never felt before. They felt shame. They wanted to hide because they realized that they were naked. They felt super vulnerable because they felt that separation from God. Now, as I was thinking about that story, I realized that I can't even begin to fathom what Adam and Eve would have felt like. What would it feel like to go from complete connection with God to in a moment feeling that disconnect? And so God began to lead me through an exercise to get a feel for what Adam and Eve felt. So I'm gonna take the next few moments and I'm gonna lead us through an exercise so that we might consider what it would feel like to live separated from God, disconnected. Now, as we do this exercise, there may be a few of you here in this room who don't know God. And if you've never been in relationship with God, I'm just gonna invite you just to sit back and close your eyes, and I'm going to invite you into this activity in a little bit. But for those of you who do know God and have relationship with God, I'm gonna ask you just to close your eyes right now. If you're online, just sit back in that lazy boy recliner. And I want you to close your eyes as well. I'm gonna take us on a little journey in our imagination. And I just want you to keep your eyes closed until I ask you to open them again. We're gonna take a walk through our relationships and our activity and our history. And as I guide you through each of these areas where you have history with God, I want you to imagine the activity is gone until it's like it never happened. So I want you to begin to imagine your life without any prayer or conversations with God. Wherever it is you talk to him, whether you journal, whether you pray in your car, at home or around the table, I want you to remove all prayer and any conversations that you have with God. I want you to remove him from your relationships with your, with your family. There's no conversations about God between children and their parents or parents and their children. There's no praying together at bedtime. No Bible stories or conversations. There's no con God talk between you and your friends or your community. You don't go to church. You don't go to youth group or any Bible studies. And actually any impact that church or youth group or Bible study has ever had on your life, it never happened. You don't engage in praise and worship. Your music playlists don't include any Christ-centric music at all.
I want you to remove your Bible. Any spiritual growth books you have in your home, just take them out. They don't belong there anymore. I want you to remove anything that God has taught you, any wisdom that he's given you, any encounters that you've had with God that have changed you. Just erase his involvement in your growth journey. He's never been there. Where your relationship with God has had an impact on others, where your wisdom and your sensitivity and your compassion, your prayer, your acts of kindness, your hospitality, your evangelism, any God impact that you've had in the lives of others, just erase it. And if you haven't already, the moment in your life when you invited Jesus in, imagine you never responded to the invitation. Just continue to remove him until no traces of God life or activity remain. Maybe for those of you who aren't in a relationship with God today, I want you just to join us as we imagine a world without God. Every humanitarian organization founded with the love of God for others is missing. There's no Salvation Army or Catholic Relief Services, World Vision, Compassion International. There's no missions. The hospitals have no chaplains or chapels. The prisons have no chapels or chaplains. There's nowhere to go when you're grieving. There's no one to reach out to. There's no Christmas, no Valentine's Day or Easter. And I hate to break it to you, but Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A are also gone. In God we trust is stripped away. In man we trust is in its place. There's no more praying grandmas, no prayers for those who experience loss. Connection with God isn't available for us. I wanna know right now in this room and online just put it in the chat. I want to know, how do you feel right now? Just speak it out. Hopeless. Empty. Alone. This is what Adam and Eve suddenly experienced hopelessness, delusionment, a void, a deep, empty void. And for many of us, his presence in our lives has touched and touches so many parts that to take him out would re just remove the essence of who we are. 
In fact, his presence is still evidenced enough in our culture that to remove God from the world feels like the very air gets sucked out from within us. We feel this deep sense, this void. And I want you to open your eyes again. This void, this emptiness, this hopelessness and despair. This is what is evidenced in the world around us. This is, when I, when I did this exercise and I just thought about the world that I live in, and I thought about how many times that I've judged the world for their hopelessness. I've judged the world for, their, for the fear, for the anxiety and for the pain, but this is life without God. This is life without God, it's disconnected. So you feel all of these things that we were never designed to feel. And for, because God so loved the world, he so loved the world, he so loved you and he so loved me. I think we need to get back to the gospel story. He so loved us that he sent his son. He sent his son because he wanted to be reconnected with us. He wanted to be reconnected with you. He wanted to be reconnected with me. He wanted nothing to ever get in the way of his love for humanity ever again. Because he saw the world, we continue to be evil and evil and we tried and we tried to get into the love of God through our works and we failed and we failed. So he sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came to the earth with, with a tag that said, with love from God with love from God. The greatest gift that we've ever been given is the gift of Jesus. He came and he lived and he showed us what, loves looks, what love looks like. Love himself. And he came and he, he paid the price for my sin, my sin, my past sin, my present sin, and my future sin. He took all of my sin and it was nailed to the cross with him. He took all of your sin, your past sin, your present sin, and your future sin. He took it all and it was nailed to the cross. And then he was buried and you resurrected. And when we, he went through all of that, we were with him. We were with him on the cross. We were with him in the grave and we were with him when he resurrected. So that now we get to experience life with Jesus, life with God, restored. This is the good news of the gospel. Can I get an amen? This is the good news of the gospel. Like if, if our life is so bad without him, does anyone want to live like what we just felt? Anyone want to live like that? If our life is so bad and so empty and so void, without him and our life is so full and rich and we're so grateful for his goodness, why would we not want to give that away? A life lived with God should look radically different than a life lived without God. A life lived with God should look radically different than a life lived without God. This is the message that we carry is now his presence in me. I am a witness of witness. What did we just sing earlier tonight? I get to witness, Krista, you sang it. I get to witness it. I get to witness it to my family. I get to witness it to my, my community. I get to witness it to the world around me. You know why? Because the world does not need more written messages. The world needs more living messengers. Not another podcast shared. Not another book. Here, read this book or read this tract. The world needs you and the world needs me. 
to live the love of God, to live as a representative of his witness in such a way that they go, you have something that I need. What do you have? You carry hope. You carry peace. There's something about your family. There's something about your marriage. There's something about you. There's something about you as a young person in high school that you have this light, you have this radiance about you. What is it? It's because I live with the presence of Jesus. I'm in relationship with him and because of him, I have belonging, I have significance and I have purpose. I'm not gonna believe the lies of the enemy. The word says that nothing can separate us from the love of God, nothing. Nothing can ever separate us again from the love of God. This is the good news of the gospel. And I wanna read Romans 8, 35 to 39. Can anything ever separate me from Christ's love ever again? Does it mean that he no longer loves me if I have trouble or calamity or I'm persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours in Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. That's good news. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate you from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus today. So I want you to close your eyes and let's add God back in. Who's ready to add God back into your life right now? <laughs> yes, let's go. All right, close your eyes. I just want you to add him back into the world. Ooh, mercy and hope is available. The love of God, relationship with him, add prayers and conversations with him. Add back in all the things that he's taught you and all the encounters that you've had with him. Add him back into your relationship with your family and your friends and your community. Add him back into your conversations with your family, your friends. All the ways that his love and his wisdom and peace and hope have changed you, his involvement in your growth, you get that back too. Thank you, Jesus. Add your Bible and all spiritual growth resources back into your home. Praise and worship and community gatherings that celebrate faith in him and I love this, where your relationship with God has had an impact on the people around you, where you've been an encouragement to others through your sensitivity and compassion and prayer, acts of kindness and hospitality and evangelism, any God impact you've had in the lives of others, celebrate it because you partnered with God to change the world around you. What are you experiencing now? Joy? Peace, hope, life, all the good things that his presence, his witness added to our life. You can open your eyes again. You and I are tagged with love to the world. The world doesn't need another written message. It needs more living messengers. And we are the carriers of hope to the world. And this morning, I wanna encourage us in some ways that we can just really practically share God's love to others. First John four seventeen says that 
By this is love perfected with us so we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in this world. As Jesus was in this world, so am I. So are you. So I'm gonna give you some really practical ways as we close the message this morning to share God's love with others. I believe that there are those of you this morning who are not, who, who your heart is burning because you want to share God's love with more people in the marketplace, in the business, wherever you are, at school. And these are some ways that I regularly partner with God when I'm out and about to very naturally share his love with others. Really simple questions. And so as um, all the questions are up, I'm just gonna ask you to get out your phone and take a picture of it because this is really really a wonderful way to open the door to share God's love. And you can put all these into practice this week. Uh, the first question that I often will ask is, hey, if you could ask God for one thing today, what would it be? If you could ask God for one thing, what would it be? If you could ask God for one miracle today, what would it be? This is probably my favorite. I love to, to observe when I'm out, like at the coffee shop or at a restaurant, just what I see happening in the people around me and ask God what he's doing. So I love to ask God what he sees when he looks at people. This is what I would say. So when I looked at you, here's what I saw. I've never had anybody tell me that they were upset at encouraging them, right? They felt seen, valued, loved on, and it's an open door to have a further conversation. Another one that we could practice a whole lot more is can I pray for you right now? That's my last one, so feel free to grab a picture of this because again, these are just great tools that we can have. Don't say, I'll pray for you. Can I pray for you right now? The world needs us to share the love of God. You don't have to be eloquent. You don't have to have all the right words or the right things to say. You just gotta love people. And love itself lives with lives within you that you can love others. Even if you don't feel like it, his love in you will empower you to love. And so this morning, as we um, go into just another song of worship and a time of ministry, um, my husband Chad is here this morning and I just said if he has any words or things he wanted to share, come on up. So come on up, Chad. Um, I felt specifically like the Lord was highlighting to me this morning that there's those of you in the room who you really feel called to be encouragers, um, evangelists. Maybe some of you have the gift of hospitality, which is an incredible uh, gift of evangelism by being the hands and the feet of Jesus. And so if you feel like just this morning, you're like, man, I just, I feel like my heart, like I wanna take more risk. I wanna grow in sharing God's love with others and I wanna get outside of my bubble of comfortability and I wanna move in that. We wanna pray for you this morning for boldness. And um, Chad, what was, what, share whatever you got on your heart, babe. It's my good looking husband, Chad. Everybody say hi, Chad. Good morning. Hey, it's great to be with you all this morning. Um, just love the presence of God in the house. I, I woke up several times during the night and immediately was praying for Carolyn. I didn't even tell her this this morning and I, I didn't quite piece things together. Sometimes I'm a little slow. Thank the Lord, he's okay with that. He, I, I think, was showing me a minute ago that uh, what I was actually praying into is that someone here really needed to understand the message of love this morning. And 
what I was agreeing with in my heart, even though I was really half awake, was for God to reveal that, as Carolyn was speaking this morning, I think someone's here today that really feels like you just had a wound that was pressed on because you've been hanging on to isolation and loneliness because you feel justified in your pain and has caused separation from a God who loves you, but it's really difficult for you to see that reality. And I think as the exercise happened this morning, it might be that you recognized in a new way what it's like to truly have God absent from your life, even though you've been working really hard to kind of hold him at arm's length because you're hurt. And the invitation I sense from him this morning is for you to know that he sees you, that your anger and frustration has not scared him off. He's patiently waited and he's saying, I'm ready when you are. Would you be willing to let go of anger and allow his love to conquer that fear, conquer the loneliness, to spark hope in you again? If that's you in a moment, there'll be an opportunity to pray and I'd love to do that or someone on the prayer team. The second thing I sense is, is that someone here is really dealing with shame over finances. Maybe it's a business failure in particular and that you've kind of kept it hidden and you feel um, like everything looks good on the outside, but everybody would really judge you and, and, and look at you as a total and complete failure. And God's saying, no, we do life together in community. There's hope in me. I can relate to you this morning. I've been a part of two businesses that have not worked out. It's, it's really tough. But God is a God of hope and restoration. I love the name of this church. It's awesome. He's a God of restoration. Thanks. So let's go ahead and stand together. And if any of those words that Chad just shared resonate with you, um, I'm going to invite the, the prayer ministry team to come forward. And we're just going to engage in prayer, whatever it is. And you might not even know the need on your heart right now. And you're just like, I just need encouragement today. We want to um, pray into that with you and encourage you. Also, I feel like there may be somebody or more than one this morning who does not know God. And if you have never said yes to, your, to a relationship with God, we wanna pray for you this morning to receive him into your heart and to live empowered with his witness and experience his love this morning. So if that's you and you wanna say yes to God, it uh, doesn't matter what age you are this morning from the youngest in the room, the oldest in the room, we would love to pray for you to um, accept Jesus into your heart today. Uh, so we're gonna sing and just feel free to respond uh, to ministry as we sing this morning. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family.